At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Hour number two of a Friday edition of Primetime Action here on VEASAN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds in on the desk. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Gill back next week with us here. Kelly, let's go through some scores and make some people happy because they're winning their bets. Let's do that. Sixers up on the Spurs 62-46. This game two and a half minutes before that. Be half. sure to only read the good scores, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if someone's sure. losing a bet, then, like, just skip That's over. Right. I think there are a lot of COVID just, issues just read the, the Spurs, good scores. too. They had, like, five guys out tonight. Oh yeah, the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz playing with their B squad. They're up twelve though. They're up thirty-two to twenty. Uh, two minutes left in the first quarter. Raptors still a six and a half point live favorite. Two twenty-three and a half, the live total. Bucks up on the Nets, eighteen to nine. I was looking at hoping to maybe get in on the Bucks live tonight. That might be uh, difficult. Uh, Nets. Uh, this is about a pick 'em. This is one fifty minus one fifteen each way. Two twenty-two and a half, the live total over on the ice. One game going on, Flames and Hurricanes. 1-1, end of one. Uh, No live numbers currently up on that. Uh, Over in college basketball, uh, top 25 action. Marquette up on Georgetown, 70-48. to Uh, 12 minutes remaining in that game. Marquette, 18.5 point live favorite, 165.5. The live total. Wes, how's Marist looking? Marist is up 32-25 to on Fairfield uh, for the first half. So at least the first half at plus one and a half gets there. But... Got that going on. Marquette, you mentioned uh, Marquette, of course, off that big win over a very hot Providence team uh, on Tuesday night. And you kind of thought, okay, is this a letdown spot? Georgetown, I believe, had a couple guys ruled out late. Uh, rough going right now for Patrick Ewing and his club. And just one note, as, uh, uh, the game I'm on tonight, the Bulls is about to tip off here in about eight minutes. Uh, they did, Wizards decided to make Spencer uh, Dinwiddie go for tonight. So mm-hmm. uh, he will be playing and starting for the Wizards, which was a uh, – a late upgrade on his position. So uh, I'm not buying off my bet or anything, but I don't know if I necessarily would recommend it. What number did you get? I I bought it down to five. I had five and a half, bought it down to five. It's, It's gone to five basically everywhere right now. I like three and a half for the first half, at least on the Wizards, because I think when you're off that bad home loss, because they lost to a Rockets team that is totally dysfunctional right yeah. now, and that's a terrible loss. So sometimes going on the road's the best thing. Maybe oh. a hot early start, but Bobby Porter's just missed a wide open dunk. Sorry, that just was shocking. What did you mention in that Jazz starting lineup? I'm looking it up right now. Trent Forrest, Jared Butler, Elijah Hughes, Eric Paschal, and Hassan Whiteside. Yes, that is the B That's, squad for the Utah is, Jazz. That is the B to C squad for the Utah Jazz. Kelly, let's uh, let's let's we didn't do the golf updates either. If you want yeah. to, uh, if you want to run through that, real yeah, let's quick. kick through the uh, leaderboard here right now. We have, are we tied at the top? Or is yeah, Cam Smith is at yep. twelve now. Yeah, so Cam Smith, Matsuyama, both twelve under. Matsuyama on eighteen. Cam Smith uh, on eleven right now. Berger one shot behind, eleven under. He's on eleven as well right now. 
Burns, Sheamus, Power, Siwoo, Kim, all in the clubhouse, end of second round at 10 under par. You have Kepka, Kevin Na, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley out, all out on the course at 10 under par. Xander Shoffley also just posted 10 under par. So uh, very low scoring here today. Uh, Cam Smith was the overnight leader, so he and Berger are currently the final pairing here for the second round. We're watching these guys. We're watching these guys finish up, too, and as as Xander makes this bomb putt, um, the flags on the sticks are just dead. They're not, yeah, they're, they're limp. They're, 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 yeah. They're, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah. you're seeing light, light yeah. gusts right now, but I mentioned yesterday, and it may not get there, mm-hmm. that maybe the scoring record's going to be under attack here. Now, that's 31 under par from Ernie Els, so little ways to go, but not a lot of win this week out there at yeah. Kapalua. Well, Wes, I'm with you. I, I, don't, I think it's going to be, it, it, I, we've seen the scores go even a little bit lower today. I, I, I'm with you. I think that's definitely going to be in jeopardy this weekend. If the, the win can continues to stay like this, it definitely will be in jeopardy. Right now, live betting odds for the tournament. If you were uh if you're interested in those, Cam Smith three to one, Daniel Berger four to one, John Rom plus four fifty, Patrick Cantley five to one, uh Kepka twelve to one, Matsuyama and Kevin Na are both fourteen to one, Shoffley eighteen to one, Sungjae M eighteen to one. Yeah, and again that's the other thing that we we talk about. I mean you can bet these tournaments in tournament, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and mm-hmm. and so. How about Sam Burns at thirty to one right now? How is he thirty to one? He's thirty to one. That just because he's in the clubhouse early, right? He's two shots off the lead, but he's in the club and he's in the clubhouse already. But I mean, it, so Cam Smith's twelve hundred. He's only on an eleventh hole. Right, but I mean, even if he's, I, I'm with four you. Four or I, five back. The numbers stuck out to me, Matt. That's why I yeah. said it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Even if he's four or five back, man, I might have to just go wild. Bring it on. I mean, you've got challenge me on Sam Burns not winning this I thing. I mean, Siwoo Kim's 75 to 1, and he's in the clubhouse with uh, with Burns. I mean, slightly different players, but still 75 to 1. That's a big number. On the Siwoo. Love me some Siwoo. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the NFL Week 18 here. The Washington football team and the New York Giants. The Giants are going to be going with Jake Fromm in this one. They also have a bunch of other guys that aren't going to be in this, of course, playing for. What I thought was going to be a lame duck coach, but instead it seems like they're they're considering or at least they're saying they're going to bring back Joe Judge. I mean, like John, after John Mara thinks that they have their Belichick and their Parcells here in New I York. I mean, after the stuff that he's, I mean, the wackadoodle stuff that has come out of this organization over the last week, Wes, I, I just don't know. I, man, this is one of the mm-hmm. premier, one of the pr- biggest cities in the country, one of the mm-hmm. premier, t- like, how, how is this? How are they ever going to dig out of this with what's going on there? I mean, the, the horrible GM that's going on. Who, the who horrible I've coach. read reports may be retiring after this year. Retiring, maybe forced out, <laughs> depending on your definition here. But uh, Giants definitely got to make a change. Look, we were talking about a dysfunctional organization, mm-hmm. and we didn't mention the one that has Daniel Snyder as the owner. Yeah. That being the Washington football team, we'll find out their new name in about a month here. I didn't do anything with this game. I don't know if I really don't want to lay seven. And the Giants, unlike maybe some other teams that we will get to later that are are long out of it, but I think are still giving efforts. The Giants, I think once they shut down Daniel Jones, they just look absolutely dead. So since Daniel Jones has been out, they are in the bottom two in every single offensive metric that there is that you can basically, we could list off for the next hour on the show. They've, they're either dead last or in the bottom two in every single offensive metric that there is, which is why I think I kind of like Washington. It's not in my account, <laughs> but like I kind of like Washington here, and I wish I had a teaser leg that I 
that yes. I liked because mm-hmm. I would love the Washington teaser. I was, I was just going to say, I'm now upset that my Tuesday, when you were like, Kelly, what's your teaser real quick if you had to make one? And I said Washington and the Browns, and the Browns were still plus two and a half. I really wish I actually would have made that now because you're right. I think I'm I'm even more interested in playing this leg now, but I have no idea what I yeah. would match it with. Yeah, there's not a ton of Wong options, by the way, on the teasers. There's maybe getting through one number, like a couple dogs at six and a half. If you're interested, teasing up perhaps Seattle, which is one that I use for a teaser we'll talk about later, but not a lot of those traditional options. I'm sure the Bucks will probably get used, though. Yeah, on the uh, on the Washington side of things, they're going to be without Curtis Samuel, who really hasn't been a contributor to them all year anyway, so that's not really that big of a deal, but they, Antonio Gibson wasn't even listed on the injury report, so Antonio Gibson's going to go, and he, he's you know not even designated to any sort of injury on the, on the report, so I mean, again, I, I really, really do like Washington in this one, and I think if I played this one, and guys, this is going to sound wacky. I think if I play this one, I'm not playing the seven. I'd play some sort of alt number to where it's just like they, mm-hmm. like they, they're going to go out there and just completely demolish this Giants team that has one no talent, no one, no, nothing to play for. Like you mentioned, like not only is this not one of those teams, it's like oh, okay, they're out there, you know, yeah, they're out of it, but they're giving no. This team has packed it in. They are ready for Cancun. Nobody out there giving any sort of effort. And plus, on top of that, Jake Fromm is horrible. And you mentioned it was Jake from State Fromm. Yeah. He sounds hideous yeah. that is going to start this game. And he has looked hideous from what little we have seen. Obviously, not a lot around him in New York. Yeah, so I think it's one of those, Kelly, where I'm not trying to like get too cute here. I'm not trying to out-cute myself. But I think if I'm going to play this, I'm going to play some sort of like Minus 10, yeah. minus, you know, maybe even a weird minus 14 or something. I would, I was going to say, I would take it all the way up to 13 probably if you're going to yeah. do that. I, I'm with you. I think that might be, uh, especially with week 18, if you don't have a lot of bets anyways, and we're looking for a different little wacky, a little bit more fun one, sure, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you can get Washington minus 13, minus 13 at like plus 170, something okay, like right. that. So like a plus one seventy. That's not bad. Yeah, if no. I could get it at that number or a little better. Yeah. I would, the only problem with alt lines sometimes you ever feel like the, the the price isn't exactly right. I'm not saying that's a good example. Well, they're going. Well, they're going. Hey, why do you want to bet this? <laughs> right. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Why are you trying to? Well, why are you trying, trying to bet to this? Yeah. What's posted? going on? Well, yeah. What's wrong with this? Why do you want to bet this thing at thirteen and a half? Why are you doing that? So yeah, but I, it just it seems like that could be a, a complete just blowout here. Uh, Colts and Jags, we don't need a ton of time for this one, I don't think. Look, the Colts are 15-point favorites in this one. The total's 44. Colts need to win. Jags, probably the worst team in the NFL at this point. They're going to win, Wes. Yes. It just comes down to, are you know, right. uh, is it is it by 16 points? Yeah, know? and and I do lean Jacksonville. Mm. I'm trying to kind of talk myself out of it. I don't think the number is really going anywhere, mm. so there's no rush to really bet it. Remember last year, Colts were 15 point favorites. Uh, ended up uh, uh, pulling out a 28 to 14 victory. That was at home though last year. Failed to close or cover the closing number. It was a one win Jaguars team with Mike Glennon at quarterback. Actually, a one possession game with less than five minutes ago. By the way, the Colts have not won 
won in Duval County since 2014. So it's been a minute since they won there and there at Jacksonville. I would expect a little better effort out of Jacksonville this week just simply because they were decimated by COVID. Mm. So you got to think that they're going to get some players back. Colts uh, kind of living right on the turnover margin. That's usually a teams I like to go against. Plus 16, 33 takeaways, mm. only 17 giveaways. This is a big ass, though, for a Carson Wentz who did not look very good. I would expect he'll be a little more sharp here. But for me, it's really Jacksonville or nothing just in this spot. Colts just have to win to get in. Exactly. I don't expect that this is going to be a close game, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be a blowout. I either. mean, look, they're, this is a pretty sharp organization, and, and Frank Reich's pretty sharp. And look, you don't – you don't have to win by 16 mm-hmm. in, in order in order for the like, – they've got to win. And mm-hmm. Jonathan – if they get a comfortable lead, I can't imagine Jonathan Taylor taking another snap out of, after that either. We'll take a look at some more. Week 18, it is primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure and visit visa.com to check out the current betting splits data. This feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. That is available for Moneyline, over-under, and against the spread bets, betting splits. Another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Not fully endorsed by Kelly, but semi-endorsed by Kelly. If you want to check out ticket money percentages, that's the place to go to. Matt, so I don't want to make you fall off your chair, but yeah. I just uh, I just decided to look at something here. So the uh, remember we were talking about those in round betting odds on uh, on Sam Burns, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know that that book uh, that, that we discovered had some good golf markets mm-hmm. up. Uh, Boy, to here in town, yeah, we got live live in round betting going on right now. Everybody posted. I know. What's Sammy at? Sammy is twenty six to one. Not 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 thirty, but it's it's that's good. That's tempting. Oh boy, this is might dangerous. be an on the break bet. Yep, yep, yep. I might get involved here too on a couple. So good. So good. He's gonna win twelve tournaments this year. Wow. Li- live betting on golf guys whenever we won it through all four rounds. Oh. Revolutionary. I know. I'm just I'm telling you, man. It's going to be, you know what? Someone else might even try it over the in the next eighteen months, Kelly. Cool. Give them some competition. Cool. Yeah. Feel yeah. feel the pressure. Someone else might actually do. It. All right, so let's continue on here. And this is another game that I actually went ahead and put a ticket in on, and it is the Steelers and the Ravens. This is a line that is sitting currently Ravens as three and a half point favorites. Forty and a half to forty one is your total. I got it before it moved off the four. So I have Steelers at four. Um, they are going to go with Huntley as at quarterback for the Ravens. The Steelers got back Deontay Johnson from the COVID-19 list. So he is going to be able to play. And Wes, this is strictly a 41 total. A Both offenses are horrific at this mm-hmm. point. 
it, it, both defenses at this point aren't really playing up to up to to snuff, but certainly the Ravens' pass defense has been getting lit up week after yeah, week. And they've been banged up yeah, all year because they're just completely devoid of talent on that. And so, if you're going to give me four points in a 41 total with two off with, with two offenses that I don't think are going to move the ball all that much, and the Steelers' defense is the better of the defensive units on the on the field. I'll take the four points. Yeah, this may end up being a contest play for my mm. partner and I because five and a half, six uh, variation in, in the contest out here. And that's a big number, obviously, for a Pittsburgh team that look, you know, 15 plus year sample size with Mike mm. Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger as underdogs and, you know, about mid 60s percentage. I don't have the exact number in front of me in terms of cover rates. Uh, I laid off this game because I did not. Number one, I didn't know the injury situation, but also what we saw from Pittsburgh on Monday night. That yeah. was the last hurrah for Ben you know, saying goodbye. How are they going to rebound from that? Even though they are still very much in the playoff chase. Now they need the Colts to lose in Jacksonville, I think for them to get into the playoffs. But what I saw, I I don't want to let what I saw last kind of cloud my judgment. And sometimes I think that's one of the biggest mistake that even professional betters, let alone new and casual betters make what you see last plays too much into your mind. And what I saw last from the Pittsburgh Steelers was, I think Big Ben averaged, what, 2.7 yards a pass attempt. Uh, you know, it, in the words of Peyton Manning on the Manning cast on Monday night, yeah, Pittsburgh, they got the two-yard out route down because they, that it seems like that's what they were throwing every yeah. single time. I was like, how does a guy throw 50 passes for like 120-some-odd yards, whatever they had? Some, uh, some narrative stuff here, of course. Uh, if you're outside of the very, very, very slim chance that Pittsburgh does get into the playoffs. There is TJ Watt playing for the defensive player of the year in this game mm-hmm. as well. Imagine they are going to do everything they can to get him another couple how far, sacks. How far is he short from the sack record, by the way? I think what Strahan's record is like 22 or 22 and a half. I know TJ Watt went over the 20 mark on Monday night. I think it was 20 and a half. One would tie him. Okay. One and a half, two teams. Yeah, so I okay. imagine they are going to do everything they possibly can to uh, to get him that record and then also get him the also get him the defensive player of the year. So again, narrative based stuff here for Pittsburgh, but again, uh, you know, that's it, it, when you have very little to play for that stuff like that, yeah. that, that can, that can mean something. It would also be nice if, uh, you know, maybe uh, their star running back who has more touches than any player in the NFL this year could get one more rushing touchdown for me, please to get this <laughs> ticket home. I did some digging. This is a, a game we just talked about here, but I'll, I want to, I'll swing back to it. So, uh, Taylor Heineke, we talk about these incentives that these guys have. Taylor Heineke needs a win and just to play 60% of the snaps in this game for $125,000 bonus for him. So um, this is a guy who I should add, his, he, he is only on a $1 million salary this year. So his he, he, $125,000, that's, yeah. a, that's a nice little bonus for, for Taylor Heineke. They need a win and for him to play 60% of the snaps for him to get 125 K. So some motivation there for a guy to, to, to get a 10% bonus on his, uh, on his contract. This year. Yeah. And yeah, no question about it because we don't know who is going to be the starting quarterback mm-hmm. for the Washington football team next season. I'm sure he'd like to uh, make his case for that. So again, I'm on, I'm on the Steelers plus four here, Kelly, you didn't, you didn't seem like you were ready to, to get in on that with me or anything. No, I will just be, uh, I will just be rooting for Najee uh, all game month. Oh, that's right. So you are one rushing touchdown away from cashing a, a season ticket. Yeah. 
season long. And that was my biggest, I think my biggest bet futures ticket heading into the year. So yeah, it'd be really nice if that got home. Let's talk some Saints and Falcons here. The Saints have a shot at the playoffs still. I know all I have done on this program is poo-pooed the Saints all season long. I thought the team was basically just a Kelly to bring bring it back old school. That offense has been a jelly splatter for uh, for the last <laughs> month, month and a half of this of this season. But I mean, look here they are. They need a win and a little bit of help, and they can get in the playoffs. And with that, they find themselves as three and a half point favorites on the road at the Falcons. Now this number was sitting four and a half. Some Falcons money has come in. And now we sit at three and a half. If you kind of break this all down, another little bit of motivation stuff that is that is going on out there, and it's a statistical one. I don't. It's not a contractual one, but Kyle Pitts needs 59 mm-hmm. receiving yards to set the single season rookie tight end record in this one. This is uh, Mike Ditka yes. has owned this record since 1961. So he I could, did uh, not know that's who the record holder mm-hmm. was. Wow. He could, yeah, okay. he could get this. And take it away, a record that has stood since 1961, Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a uh, part of my write-up that I have. Uh, we have our best bets at vcin.com, a, uh, a cast of thousands from mm-hmm. the network posting their best NFL bets for the weekend. And this is one I am on. I am on the Atlanta Falcons at four and a half. Both teams are getting some pieces back from the COVID list. And look, uh, I'll be the one that poo-poos the Saints here, even though I was a little bit higher on them. I mean, there were people saying, oh, they're going to win five, six games. I'm like, they got too much talent and too good of a coaching Mm -hmm. to go that low. But you remember these teams met in week nine in Atlanta, Atlanta, or actually in New Orleans, rather. Atlanta was a six and a half point underdog. They were up 24 to six, and then they blew the lead. Matt Ryan hits a bomb down the sideline to Cordero Patterson, and then they get the field goal from Koo at the end, 27. Seven to 25. I think even in a quote unquote must win, it's a lot to ask for Taysom Hill to cover this number on the road, especially in a divisional game. Matt Ryan has always fared fairly well against Dennis mm-hmm. Allen's defenses. I believe he averages over the course of uh, his uh, s- several starts against this team with Dennis Allen as defensive coordinator, like about 295 yards a game passing. So clearly Matt Ryan can fling it on these guys. And then this goes with another very interesting trend. And look, I don't like people to use trends too much as crutches or mm-hmm. maybe call the trend as your friend. I think you want to treat trends more as acquaintances. But this is a very nice acquaintance, at least for this sample size. Ever since 1990, when you have an eliminated team playing a team that needs to win to either reach the playoffs or keep a playoff hope alive in the final two weeks of the season since 1990, the teams eliminated 94-56-4, and 4, 63%. So that is a long sample size. So you got an Atlanta team that I think what we were talking about earlier, team kind of resigned yeah. to their fate a little bit. They knew that they weren't going to the playoffs. And now you got a Saints team that somehow, some way yeah. is right here. So it's like, here we go. They finally found a way, so they're going to get it done. I thought four and a half was a little bit high. Uh, it's down to three and a half, so some money has come in on the Dirty Birds. But I like the Falcons. Yeah, I know. I think that this is maybe if I can't find a more a, a better teaser leg for that Washington team, I might just go ahead and just do a very uh, an unconventional one here and mm-hmm. and feel good about the Falcons. I'm with you. Yeah, I think that this offense is completely pathetic for this Saints team. And and also, Kelly, you need the one rushing touchdown for your season prop. 
I need Kamara to not have a six touchdown rushing game, and I'm going to have to cash my under rushing touchdowns on Kamara. So I think you'll with, be okay with a total of forty. I think you're good. And to your yeah. point about the teaser, I know you know teasers have value. It's not just long teasers. Yes. Yeah, those are the best long term. But still, teasing in Atlanta up maybe to like nine and a half here, depending on your number. If you have four yeah. teasing it to ten, this total is as low as thirty nine and a half. So yep. usually when you get that low of a total, I like to tease the underdog. Yeah, I, I, I do, and I think that this. I think this Falcons team keeps this thing close. The Saints can't blow anybody out with the current construction of this team. We're going to keep rolling on. It is week 18 in the NFL. Primetime action here on Visa. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rolling through the week 18 schedule here on primetime action on a Friday. And guys, we pull back the curtain here on the show. We do this all the time, Wes. We, we pull back the curtain. I don't want to hold anything. We're breaking back. the fourth wall. Here. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to keep anybody in the dark. I skipped a game. I skipped a game. I completely just blew past one of the early games. The last, te- the last 1 PM Eastern start. Come on, man. Now I could. I could blame this on Kelly because it was printed so low on the page to where it was it seemed insignificant and not like it was an actual football game. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's on me, Kelly. That's uh, my, you know, I blame the printer downstairs all that, the time. That's so, my you know, fault, buddy. Feel free to blame the that's printer. That's on me. Well. Let's talk the Titans and the Texans. Um, this one, of course, this does have meaning because the Titans, as 10, 10, 10 and a half point road favorites over the Texans, do need to win this game to stay in the number one seed in the AFC. This game has a total of 42.5 or 43. We talk about these dead teams that have been at least a little bit froggy, Wes. Mm-hmm. And this Texans team has been just that. And listen, Davis Mills, and I'll, if I'm going to talk about the times that I'm right, I'm going to talk about the times that I'm wrong. Like, like Davis Mills, if we were ranking. These rookie quarterbacks, like Davis Mills would be probably two or three like Mm -hmm. at this point behind Mac Jones. And so uh, he's looked pretty well. And and the other thing about this Texans team is they do have an actual real player on this team and Brandon Cooks, who is a legitimate NFL wide receiver. And we know that I, well, I, I can't say that we know from what we hear from the Titans, they're saying, ah, we'll make a decision on Derrick Henry on Saturday. It would shock me if they tried to rush Derrick Henry back. Yeah. For, could, for this game. Like they could maybe activate him, but not yeah. actually play him a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure the rule on that, how many weeks you got to be active off of injured reserve or not, but I wouldn't think that he is going to, you know, have very many reps here in H town, by the way, these two teams obviously met several weeks ago. Remember on November 21st, mm-hmm. it was Texans 22 to 13. Now, if you look at that Texans covered and really it was kind of like the Titans, they were on that six game game win streak so that was like the ultimate kind of like fade situation there because it was like they were due to run into a wall and they did if you look at the stats though 420 yards for Tennessee only 190 for Houston that was the five turnover game where Ryan Tannehill did throw four interceptions so all of that stuff you mentioned in terms of the fact that they can clinch the number one seed with the win here and then the revenge angle. One of the things about numbers, especially when you get later in the season and especially in week 18, 
these are as tight as they're going to get. You're not going to get a lot of variance in terms of the numbers. So this is probably what the number should be. Nevertheless, I did take the Texans at 10 in the hook. I'd still take them at 10 as well. If you recall last year, Tennessee went to Houston in the final week of the season, needing to lock up a playoff spot. They were seven and a half point favorites and they only won by three. They had to get a last second field to goal to go ahead and get out of Houston. Now, Deshaun Watson, by the way, had a monster yeah. game. Yeah. If you, if you recall that game, uh, so they can wrap, they can wrap it up uh, in terms of that number one seed and the home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. Uh, and I mentioned here the other night with you, Matt, Dating back to 1985, because uh, I believe Football Outsiders started in the mm. early 2000s, but they did some retroactive data. If Tennessee gets the number one seed, they'll be the lowest number one seed in TVOA, dating all the way back to 1985. I'm not saying this is a bad team. And look, this is a team, and credit Mike Vrabel, and I actually have a little bet on Mike Vrabel for Coach of the Year. Credit them for keeping it together, because I believe for the most of the season, maybe Baltimore has surpassed them in the last two weeks. Tennessee had the most players on injured reserve of any team in the National Football League. So, you know, they have somehow managed to keep it together. But when you watch this team, it's like, I really don't think that they're that good. I know that they won 34 to three over Miami, but we kind of knew that Miami was a little bit fraudulent mm -hmm. based on the quarterbacks yeah. that they had beaten. And then you got to go against a real team. And then it kind of got away in the second half. I don't think it was as lopsided as the score indicated, but nevertheless, Tennessee did get the win. You can kind of see sometimes that this team does play a little bit down to its competition. And what you mentioned about Davis Mills, this guy's got some potential. Yeah. I don't know if Houston necessarily wants to just give up on the guy. I'm sure they're going to look in free agency and see what they can get at that position. But this guy's got a little bit of potential. And I think he's certainly shown more than a lot of the guys that were drafted yeah. in the first round ahead of him, that he's a little bit more ready to go than like a Trey Lance or perhaps even a Trevor Lawrence yeah. and whatnot. But Houston here getting double digits, uh, underdogs of 10 or more in December or later since 2003, about 64% mm -hmm. covering here. So not a guarantee with these big favorites that they're going to cover in this spot. And the Houston Texans, unlike what we talked about earlier at the Giants, this is a team that plays hard pretty much every week. Now yeah. they've been blown out a couple times and they've looked awful and there's not a ton of talent on this team, but they play hard for David Cully and I got to give them credit. And actually, uh, you know, what was their win total at the beginning of the season? Was it four, Matt? Do you recall? It was, well, I, I, I got it at, uh, I got it at five and a half and five. I got it at five and a half and five. And I think it shrunk as low as, did it get to three and a half, Kelly? Yeah, it was three and a half in yeah. some places. I yeah. think three and a half, four. Yeah, minimum you should have a push on right now on the Texans. And perhaps they are live to go ahead and win outright. I'm not asking them to do that. I'm asking yeah. them to just uh, lose by 10 <laughs> or less. But uh, yeah, Tennessee to me, I think it is priced in. And I don't think you're going to see this line really move very much. But it's already priced in if you're betting Tennessee to say, okay, they're going to go ahead and wrap up home field. And look, they'll know a little bit more on Sunday because mm -hmm. Kansas City, of course, plays uh, that early game Saturday afternoon, early evening. So they'll know a little bit. But nevertheless, win and get the home field for the Titans. But I still thought the price was a bit high. Yeah, this uh, this Texans team, again, with the these coaches, it's not their money. So Rex Burkhead, he needs 103 total yards for $125,000 bonus. He and also, he's been showing some life. Yeah. 
immediately. Yeah. And he only actually he just needs to play thirty percent of the snaps in this game, and that'll also get him another hundred and twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollar bonus. So Rex Burkhead is in for a quarter million in this game. Should he uh, just play thirty percent of the snaps, and then should he end up with a hundred and three total yards? And so I would be, fully expect, yeah. by the way, with Houston, that the coach is going to be as pro player as possible yes. because we know the reputation yes. over the last couple of years with Houston is that the organization not exactly pro players and some guys that are no longer Texans, the DeAndre Hopkins and the J.J. Watts of the world and a couple other guys have spoken out about that, so I would fully expect they're trying to get all of these incentives for these guys. A, uh, uh, one of the bigger ones here that I just I happen to miss, but I do want to talk about this one. Um, when the player props come out, I don't think that they were out for this game quite yet, but if, uh, if they are, whatever book you're at. So Marvin Jones for the Jags. Now the Jags are huge, huge, huge underdogs here in this game. We talked about this, 16-point dogs in this game. However, Marvin Jones just need four catches for a half a million dollars. So $500,000 to him if he just gets four catches in that game. So, again, they're going to give him the ball. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're going to get him the ball, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's four catches for $500,000. Trevor Lawrence throwing little shovel passes. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, half a million bucks, that's a big one. So definitely look to – whatever his his catch prop is in that game because they're he might not get there but they're going to try to get him there I can promise you 500 grand is nothing that they're going to just uh just pass by here Panthers and the Bucks and this one of course nothing a ton really to play for here though Bruce Arian says they are going to play this thing and they're going to play this thing tough they are sitting as eight to eight and a half point home favorites in this thing. 41 and a half is the total. Now, this one also some some nice uh some nice statistical, uh, I mean some nice contractual bonuses going on here. And it just so happens to be one Tom Brady and also has to be mm-hmm. one Rob Gronkowski. So if you don't think that they're gonna try to hook up several times in this one. Brady, top five in passer rating. He gets $560,000. Brady needs to be in the top five in completion percentage or yards per attempt for another $560,000. Rob Gronkowski needs seven catches for $500,000. He needs 85 receiving yards for $500,000 as well. Um, So, and the other three touchdowns for 500K, probably not going to get the three touchdowns, but seven catches, 85 yards, and he makes a million bucks. If you don't think him and Tommy have had dinner a couple times mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. and uh, and Gronk has said, you know, Tom, I can make an extra million dollars this uh, this weekend. That has definitely happened. Yeah, I'm sure yes. that was brought up a timer yeah. about 30 at that <laughs> dinner uh, by Gronk. But nevertheless, when you look at this line, it's like eight and a half, and it's eight, eight and a half. Some places like this line hadn't really moved. It's like you feel like it should be more, but Tampa Bay going to be without uh, JPP, uh, you know me, Ron Jones, Shaquille Barrett, of course, Antonio Brown. They're going to be without him forever in a day, but. A lot of guys that are out for Tampa Bay, not the full weapons here. Carolina has looked dead. They couldn't even cover at New Orleans mm-hmm. last week in anemic Saints offense. So, you know, they, this looked kind of fishy, which wanted to lean me to Carolina, but probably one I'm going to leave alone. Yeah, it's it's just a weird one, Kelly. I mean, listen, when we talk teasers, this would be at least, you know, this would sort of be a game that we would consider, but I don't know, man, taking it down to two. Yeah, I I hear you. I think I would rather look just at the props around Brady and Kronk like you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a, a lot of money at stake here for that. Again, not quite, not quite listed 
just yet. Uh, oh, they're just Gronk's Gronk's just came up at 66 and a half. So they, this is it is boosted <laughs> yeah. a lot from where it would normally be. We'll continue on week 18 primetime action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wait around for it. Tune up your lineup. Join the AutoZone Get in the Zone Challenge and play free fantasy football in this two-part contest series to compete for a cut of 10000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash AutoZone now to get in on the action. Get in the Zone, AutoZone. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Take it away, Kelly. Get in the Zone! Zone. Way better. Way better. Way better. I had to check the commercial. Way today. better. Way better. Yes. Yes. That is approved. Approved. You can do that again. You are in the zone on Ice. that one, Let's Kelly. Let's go. Approved. 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 I, I can't think, give uh, that more. I cannot give that more thumbs up than I would like to give that. Hey, right West. Now. I think I see uh, Sung J M making a charge. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. both. We're both on Sunday or Sunjay. Yep. I call him Sunday because that's what I call him. Sunday <laughs> Sungay. Sure. Because yeah, that's too. what Everybody he ends does. up doing. Uh, last win, of course, here at the Shriners Open, right out at TPC Summerlin. Go read some scores. Come on, let's some do scores. This. All right, yeah. we got Cameron Smith up top. He uh, is thirteen under par on fourteen right now. Uh, I'm going off the PGA Tour website, so I might be three holes behind. Who even knows? <laughs> or ahead. Hideki <laughs> Matsuyama, 12 under. He's in the clubhouse. John Rahm, also 12 under. He's on 15 right now. You've got Cantlay and Berger, both at 11 under. Cantlay on 15, Berger on 14. And then a bunch of guys in the clubhouse at 10 under, including Sam Burns, Seamus Power, Siwoo Kim, Xander Shoffley, Stuart Sink, and Mark Leishman, who uh, made quite a charge there at the end. And then we got Sung Jay on the course at 10 under. Kevin Na on the course at 10 under. They're uh, on 16 and 15, respectively. You don't want to read basketball scores? Oh, you want me to do everything? Yeah, you don't, sure, you let's don't, do that. You, don't, you know? Yeah, let's catch up on the NBA. Uh, just give me one second here, and we'll get right over there. Uh, let's see. Okay, we've got the big game going right now, the Bucks and the Nets. Bucks all over the Nets. This game at the half. Bucks lead is 60-49. to 49. Bucks four-and-a-half point live favorite. 228-and-a-half is the live total. Uh, elsewhere, the 76ers all over the Spurs, 97 to 80, end of the third quarter, 76ers, 17 and a half live, 228 and a half the total. Jazz continuing to lead the Raptors. This is 62 to 49 at the half. Uh, Raptors, this cannot possibly be right. Uh, money line, Jazz minus 130, Raptors even money, 221 and a half the live total. Mavericks up on the Rockets, 53 to 37. Mavericks are a 12.5-point live favorite, 232.5 the total. There is eight minutes left in the second quarter of that game. Bulls up on the Wizards, 48-43 to in a shootout. Uh, this is eight minutes remaining in the second quarter still. Bulls, 6.5-point live favorite, 240.5 is the total. Timberwolves up on the Thunder, 44-40. to uh, Timberwolves, 6.5-point live favorite, 229.5. The live total over on the ice. Two games in action. Hurricanes lead the Flames 4-2 to at the end of two. If you wanted to get in on the Flames, you can catch 11-1 to on the money line. Eight and a half is your live total juiced to the under. Capitals and Blues all tied up at one end of one. Capitals minus 125 live. Blues minus 105. Six and a half your live total. 
And over in college basketball, Xavier and Butler all tied up at five, four minutes into this game. Xavier, a six and a half point live favorite, 128 and a half is the live total. Wes, how did Maris do? Is that game over? Did we get a winner video yet? Uh, I don't believe we have one yet. I've seen 58 to 42, 106 left, or 106 left to go in the second half, but this is all Red Foxes. I We can go ahead and queue it up if you got it ready to let's, go. Let's oh, fire. I'm giving it to him. I'm giving it to him, Yeah, too. with a minute Fired left to go, I don't think we're... They can't hit a 10-pointer, right? Can't hit a 10-pointer. No. Yeah. There it is. Bam, winner yeah. video. Yes. On the skates. There we go. Uh, yeah, they don't have tens. I mean, I remember when Antoine <laughs> Walker was lamenting the fact because uh, they asked him, why do you shoot so many threes? He goes, because they don't let me take fours. Yes. It, go, oh, man. You know what I was so sad about last night was seeing the J.R. Uh, Smith records that were going down at the Garden because you had Fournier tie his all-time mm-hmm. mark for most po- uh, most three-pointers in a game in Knicks history. And then R.J. Barrett making that shot at the end. It, the last time someone made a game-winning uh, three-pointer at the buzzer was J.R. Smith in 2016. I don't know if they televised the one uh, they get to the MIAC Conference Golf Tournament, but I know that I want to watch because now J.R. Smith, of course, a member of the yes. North Carolina A&T Aggies golf team. Kelly, I can't say for so certain. J.M. 11 under. I can't say for certain that this is going to be the last time that Marist is an official pick on this program, <laughs> but I, I can I say I with near certainty that this is the last time Marist is going to be until a pick on West Ramal is back. It was yeah, 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> until someone rotates through. I, I don't think Marist is going to be another pick on this show. That's 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 for sure. Jets at the Bills. The Bills, uh, of course, uh, need to win this to win the AFC East. They are 16, 16 and a half point home favorites in a game with only a 40 and a half total. If that tells you anything, I do have a play in this one, but it is not a play on a side or anything like that. I'm playing a prop and I have a prop on Zach Wilson to go over 186 and a half passing yards. I expect the Bills to get up and get up quickly in this game, and I expect the Jets to have to just throw every single down. And so with that, if I can get Zach Wilson up close to kind of a look, look in these games where they weren't totally getting boat race the last couple of weeks. If you, if you look, I mean, you know, he was getting last week in Tampa Bay. still had, he had 33 attempts in that game where they weren't getting boat raced, you know, and in the last time that they were the saints that beat them 30 to nine, he had 42 attempts in that one. So if I can just get into that 35, 38 type, you know, attempt range. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about going over the 186 uh, and a half passing yards here. So just kind of need this game to go as I think it will, which would be the Bills get going ahead and taking care of business early, get, understanding what import, how important it is to go ahead, put up a score, maybe get some of the start, starters on the sideline as well so that they can uh, go ahead and just lock up the AFC East and then not risk any injury to Josh Allen and, and all these guys, of course, that would be make this team dust if they got hurt in this final game. So uh, hoping for that and then hoping for the Jets to just have to throw a ton, so I took the over 186. Yeah, and in week 18, we don't really see, except and if you're judging against a look-ahead line, certainly you see some big moves. But in terms of where this opened pretty much uh, globally on Sunday, this is kind of one of the bigger movers, and it's on the total. What was it, 45.5 on the open? Now down to 40.5. I think there's some wind there. Uh, they had had record snowfall, but doesn't look like it's going to be snowing on Sunday. There's going to be some rain and some wind up there. But this is a big drop for a total, I think, this mm-hmm. late in the season because I often tell you that the stat, you know, the line, 
lines are relatively static. They're not going to see a ton of movement here. I think in week 18, the numbers kind of are what they are. So usually when a total gets bet that much, I'll almost look to go the opposite way and fade the steam. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that, but this keeps dropping. Maybe I'll take a shot with the over. Kelly, 16 points. Too much for you. Yeah, I want nothing to do with this. I do like your prop bet, though. That 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 uh that makes sense. You could draw a line to that one pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I just need the attempts, right? Like, I need them. Yeah. I need them to get down, and then if they get down, then the attempts will be there. And if the attempts are there, then getting over one eighty six is is not going to be the problem. The problem would be is if the Bills, which we've seen actually a few different times this year, don't come out and play well to start this game, and then the Jets feel like they actually have a chance, and mm-hmm. then they run a balanced offense. So I need a very unbalanced offense yeah. in order to get there. So I am banking on the Bills kind of getting it done early here. And if it doesn't go that way, then I'm probably going to lose. Uh, I'll probably lose it, you know? I think this is one, if I had to play something in this game, I, I would play the over on 40 and a half because I think this is the one. Yeah. I think it's a game where Bill, yeah, you're right, they could start off slow like we've seen them, but if the Bills come out hot out of the gate, they're going to score, not stop scoring, continue to pour it on. And then, yeah, who knows? Maybe their defense gets a little lax late. Jets get a few scores late. Easy over 40 and a half. Jets got a little bit of a friendlier injury report. It is Braxton Berrios not going to go, but Michael Carter, Jamison Crowder, a couple guys on the Mm -hmm. offensive line. So Jets look a little, at least a little bit more at full strength, Uh, depending on that's a relative term, full strength for the New York Jets, I realize, but they have had a uh, COVID has hit this team pretty hard. So it looks like they're getting a lot of guys back at least. I don't want to squeeze in another one here because we actually have thoughts on these uh, on these next two games that we're going to talk about. So, Kelly, I'll just I'll kind of swing back here to one of these games that we just that, that we kind of glossed over just a little bit um, in that Cowboys and Eagles game. You you are a you know you are a Cowboys believer. Your power rankings had the Cowboys number one two weeks ago. F- fell down a little bit here. Overall thoughts as we head into Week 18 on this team that again just two weeks ago. You had as your number one power ranking. Yeah, I mean, again, that was really, I I thought Dak looked a lot better two weeks ago. Last week looked like he took a step back. And I'm just, you know, three, four weeks ago when I was talking about this team, it was, I think this team's got a lot of, uh, I think it got a high ceiling of where they could go, but it's all going to depend on Dak's health. I, I mean, that is by far number one. I think I think even with them losing Gallup as much as that hurts, they could still be a major threat in the NFC if Dak is healthy. And I just don't know that he is. I, I have a feeling he's struggling a little bit because he's still not fully healthy. Um, but, hey, man, I, I, if they go on and, you know, they're going to go roll into the playoffs, I think as a team, if they get it together a little bit, could be a major threat. Don't let Dave Ross and Femi Abebefe influence you Kelly our resident Cowboys super fans here okay well I'll try not to I I I I can't I can't get there I haven't seen this offense I haven't seen this offense play two good games in a row yeah. in in two months it's really the defense that's been mm-hmm. carrying them I know they had 56 points a couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Football but this bit a defensive team Patriots Dolphins Seahawks Cardinals what do we think here we got some plays primetime action here on Visa. 